Hey everybody, welcome to episode 199. That, That's a nice whole number. Oh, it's a it's a great number. I'm very excited about our 200th episode. If you yeah. we're, we're going to get to the details on that in a minute. So, like put a put a That's pin. Put a pin. Yeah, I was like, all I could think of was a fork. I'm like, it's not. Put, put a, a fork, fork in, in that. That's not right. It's done. Anyway, uh, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about extra life. We're going to talk about news. Uh, like, this is a, a pretty big news week, actually. And I would like to thank Microsoft for announcing everything this morning as opposed to tomorrow morning, which is kind of how this usually seems to go like it's it's pretty weird that we actually have all of the news for news for big news anyway we got that we got hyrule warriors game a new one of those some super mario 3d all-stars stuff their 35th anniversary like i couldn't decide if this stuff fits better in news because it's already a little bit old like this did release the day after i think we talked or if it goes in troll corner because i really dislike a lot of the stuff around it but whatever i've stuck it in news and we'll disparage nintendo there it'll be fine uh minecraft's coming to the psvr rise the triad do you remember rise the triad call i do yeah <laughs> colby's mouth's full of shake <laughs> i wasn't rise expecting to talk <laughs> rise the triad's getting a remaster in 2021 i am personally quite hyped about that game that was good uh and now you can play doom on a pregnancy test if that's your <laughs> your thing i guess you can find out if doom guy is with child or not we got questions from Vinny. we got questions from megan charisma icon weapon man i don't know eddie's going old school and princess man socks uh, a couple cheap games from epic game store some humble bundle type things and uh, i think that'll wrap us up for today but first before we go any further i'd like to introduce my co-hosts we've got dylan whose mouth is not full of shake <laughs> Woo! colby who needs to chew faster because his mouth is full of shake i can talk perfectly fine with a mouthful of shake <laughs> what flavor is it call chocolate with peanut butter cups oh that's good i'm i'm a big fan i, I that can sounded a, peanut butter cups yeah that that uh that might have sounded a little more erotic than i'd hope to make regarding a shake but anyway that's good uh i guess we'll start with dylan dylan you've been playing a bunch of games including one that i actually i watched Vinny play this it looks real cool why don't you talk about Spellbreak? yeah it's also the fact that i was not around last week so it's two hmm. weeks of games wrapped into one so let's start with making a propane commercial featuring a hank hill cosplay is that is that what you were doing that is what i was doing how, how did that exciting go exciting as it sounds um, it was actually probably a, you could do a lot worse things with your day. It was a beautiful day to go up in the middle of nowhere, Washington, on the Canadian border nearly and uh, make videos about propane. Nice. Um, the funny part was there is a salesperson that sold this video who grew up in this little town on the border and we went to a farm to shoot this video and that farm was her friend's family's farm. So she actually had hung but out she didn't on know that. that. No, beca because we basically showed up at the propane place and they're like, Oh, we're going to go shoot right down the street here. And we showed up on the farm that she used to play on when she was little. Dude, that's weird. That's wow. real weird. We will not say um, her name, but the salesperson he was talking about is good people. I like her a lot. Yeah. Um, so it's fun. And there was two adorable, less than year old puppies oh. that were just so interested in what we were doing, except one of them insisted that I wanted a dead bird. <laughs> you wanted a dead bird. He did, had a big old fat chubby bird in his mouth, and he just walked right up to me and was like, here you go. And, and I'm like, like, no, that's okay. And he's like, no, you have this. 
<laughs> and the other know. one was carrying around a rock. So <laughs> they, they sound like adorable, but maybe not smart dogs. Yeah, they were just like, I'm going to fetch this rock because nobody gave me a tennis ball. <laughs> well, all right. Anyway, tell us about Spellbreak. It's a cool game. Anyway, Spellbreak is a pretty cool game as an alternative to other battle royales. Um, it, I think it's more fun with a with a team of up to three players. Um, probably three because two would just be duos, except that <laughs> mode is not unlocked yet. Um, so this is like Apex in that your squad is three, not four, like some of the other battle royales. Um, it is like... I guess sort of like anime wizard battle royale. It would be the layman's name for it. Not, uh, not Harry Potter battle royale. Uh, it seems more. It's not as Harry Pottery as it is like I don't know anime wizards to sure, me. But fair. basically, you you start the game and you pick like pyromancer or tempest or stonemancer. Or Ice Mancer. You made those or last two up, didn't you, Dylan? Toxicologist. Or <laughs> um, anyway, you pick one of your gauntlets, and that one stays with you throughout the game, and it has an element. So if you're a pyromancer, you throw fireballs. If you are a stone mancer, you throw rocks. Um, and then you can pick up a second gauntlet for your right hand, I believe. Because the left mouse button is your main one. Therefore, your right hand is your secondary weapon. So all these wizards are left-handed. And you can pick up a different elemental gauntlet and throw a different kind of spell. Um, The cool thing is that they synergize or not. So if you have fire and wind, you can make a fire tornado. Um, I think if you hit the toxic cloud with lightning, it like makes it an electrified cloud. Um, I haven't really figured out all the combinations yet exactly. Um, cause there's six different mansers, I guess. Um, I'm doing a great job at explaining this game. Um, however, there's a lot of cool things that I really like this game does and i think maybe we'll see other games pick up on these ideas one being you start with the common gauntlet so just like every other battle royale you have like common uncommon rare epic and legendary rarity and items right if i have the common gauntlet and i walk over to one that is a rarity more than mine it will let me pick it up if it is the same rarity or lower it just says Yours is better than this one. Ignore it. Oh, that's nice. Uh, like, and I'm like, it's just a really simple thing that just like you're all, it's always so easy. Like if you run into a pile of stuff, you can just kind of upgrade your stuff because you also have boots, a belt. Boots make you run faster. Your belt allows you to have armor and you have an amulet, which increases your mana. So I think the gauntlet's less important, but just like the boots, if I find boots that are better than my boots, I just pick the boots up. Like that it's really nice and simple. And you also have a rune, which allows you to do things like fly or jump really high in the air or teleport a short distance or turn the enemies into red things that I can see through walls. Um, 
So there's also those runes. But anytime there is something that is a better rarity than the thing you have, of course, if you have an ice gauntlet and you want to pick up a lesser rare toxic gauntlet, you can. Um, and and that's that's pretty. Um, it's it's very intuitive. It, it seems so simple, but it, it and it doesn't sound like it would make a huge difference because you can kind of visually see if something is worse than. But I think when you actually play it, it does make a difference at kind of how quickly you can kind of move through items and be like, oh, my stuff's all better than the stuff. I can ignore it. Um, I thought that was just it made a lot of sense and it, it played pretty smoothly. Um, and the game itself is pretty fun. Um, it seems kind of less, I don't know if it's because a lot of the stuff is like kind of slower projectiles. So it's not like weapons that like they shoot you in the head and you die. Sure. Um, so I think it's, it feels a little bit lesser of a stressful game than like PUBG where it's like you walk around for 20 minutes and then someone shoots you in the back of the head and you die and you start over. Um, because everyone's kind of like flying around and throwing fireballs, it doesn't it doesn't feel like you're gonna have a heart attack the whole time. Um, and I think that's kind of cool. I think it's a little more accessible than some games. Um, and I mean, obviously it's a fresh game, but it sounds like everyone I've talked to has won. Like no one's like, no, I I get pooped on every time I play. Like. Um, I talked to Josh and he was like the second game I played because the first game you play you play against bots and everyone sure. wins it and they're like yeah I win I'm gonna play again <laughs> um, and I, apparently it's like a meme online people thinking they won their first game of Spellbreak but it's against bots um, and Josh was like oh I won like my second game and my other buddy's like yeah I won too and Vinny and I played like we lost our first one we DC'd and then we won and then we pulled Joe in for threes and then we won again. Nice. Um, so it's like, and I think it's only like 42 players or around there in some multiple of three or one or however many players you're playing. Sure. But it sounds like people are winning this. Whereas I guess that makes sense. Like if you have a 50 player battle Royale, twice as many people are going to win it because you can run two games at the same time as one. Yep. Like, so for every hundred players, you have two winners um i think that's actually kind of smart because no one will ever notice the difference um because i sure couldn't i if you were playing Spellbreak and you someone asked you how many players were in it and you didn't see the number on the screen you wouldn't like you're not going to yeah. say 100 or 42 like it doesn't make any difference to the players you'll still have the same amount of encounters yep. um i think it does interesting things like you still you kind of like drop on a map but you pick a portal on the map and you kind of get launched into that area so it's kind of it's not super precise and you don't like parachute and slow down and slowly drift to the ground you actually like go the same speed the whole time and then smash into the ground which i think is kind of cool and i think i feel like that is kind of lame when you play Fortnite and you're like ah, i'm pulling out my umbrella and i'm gonna slowly drift to the ground as that person picks up a weapon and is pointing it at me um so i think it does a couple of things um, that's pretty interesting. I'm curious to see where it goes. I have a feeling it's not going to stick around for a long time, unfortunately, because I think that's just the world we live in with these kind of games. Um, I don't know if it does enough differently, if it's that interesting. Um, I'm curious what kind of variety they add with like different... Maybe they kind of can do some different weapon things, because I think the limiting factor is kind of you have these six elements, and 
you basically have a primary and secondary attack with them. So I don't know if the variety is really there because um, a lot of it is kind of samey, but it is a lot of fun to play and it, it seemed to play pretty well. Um, like, I guess that too, that gives them a place to grow, you know? You can yeah. Always, it's hard to take away features, but you can always add new ones and it probably helps balance too, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. And it feels good. I, I, you when you play like Vinny really likes the toxic thing i kind of like the fire thing um and there are certain ones that you won't like at all because it just doesn't really fit how you like to play the game um i think there's probably a lot of opportunity to grow so i'm curious to see what does happen with the game um it plays pretty well right now nice. um aside from that i feel like fall guys is a little bit old news at this point but i did i have been playing that a little bit i don't think i'll talk about that a lot right now um it's a lot of fun it's a lot of fun to play with people um i think like having a friend or three friends that you're playing with makes the game a lot funner than sitting there by yourself just like screaming because you got thrown into jelly um which is only weird because like it's the most like competitive non-competitive game on the planet like having playing with friends doesn't give you any real advantage really no unless um, you get the tail tag ones yeah because you can really kind of like sandbag and keep people yeah off of you kind of but other than that it, but you i don't think you can really notice no um, ultimately like it comes down to that you want to beat that person you're playing with though i right. think it's really strange yeah um but that, that it's super fun. I'm excited for the second season of that that comes out just because it's kind of fantasy themed and the stuff looks really neat. Um, I did play the Artifact 2.0 beta because oh, I finally got my invite because apparently everyone else got their invite at the same time, even though I played this game from the very beginning and they said those people would get priority. Um, but that's apparently not really true. Those um, And... Aside from the funny artwork, because they have some cards that are just like Microsoft painted on with like funny faces, um, I think it is significantly worse than it was before. Um, I can't imagine myself playing this game in the direction it's going. I think they took a game that was fine and made it not fine. Um, I don't. I didn't really have anything good to say walking away from it. I have not played it a lot yet, so I had to kind of re-familiarize myself. And it seems like it's actually more confusing, um, which I don't know how they manage that. I thought that was an issue that they were trying to handle. And um, it is. It's more confusing. Uh, you're, I, it's also terrible on your eyes because they want you to see the all the lanes at the same time instead of focusing on one and that's actually just it's just terrible to look at of course it's not polished yet so you have to give them a chance to make the game look pretty and you can still zoom into a lane and out whereas the last game you were zoomed in on one and you could back out to look at the all the other ones but this one is the opposite but i don't know i don't know what direction they're really taking this and it's it's not going to be received any more well than it was it seems like it's a total waste of time and money when they probably could have just 
changed the pricing model because apparently people had a problem with that even though it makes way more sense than any other game in which you buy cards randomly you could spend twenty dollars in the game and have what you need forever they probably could have just added some new cards made some balancing adjustments and been on their way instead they basically stopped supporting the game remade it and no one's gonna care um that is my hypothesis and it's very unfortunate Because I actually really liked the game in its first incarnation. I thought it was very interesting. Um, And I don't think they've fixed anything that I heard were problems, really. So I don't... It's hard to say at this point, I guess, but... That's a bummer. But that's that's it. Yeah. Uh, One thing I did want to bring up, uh, Spellbreak is free-to-play. And it does have cross-play. So yes, that is super important that I should have said. Because um, right. Joe was playing on PS4 and Vinny and I were on our PCs and it was great. So any game that you can download for free um, and you can play with any of your friends anywhere is good in my book. Is um, their model like cosmetics or like how they yeah, make the money? Same, same thing as Fortnite or League of Legends, I guess. Sure. Except League of Legends is you can actually buy characters in that one, sure, but sure. all the characters in this are the same, but you can buy cosmetics and things. Um, I haven't seen anything really stand outy. Of course the game is very new, so yeah. I haven't seen any fancy dancy cosmetics around yeah. that people are crying about, but hopefully it works. That'd be cool. Like it's a, it's a cool idea. So, all right, Cole, do you want to tell us about Drake's hollow? Woo. It's weird. Yeah. <laughs> um well i won't say it's weird it's uh it's a game that i was playing single player that i feel like it needs to be played multiplayer so it's kind of a survival game i guess where you're taking care of these cute little plant guys um from bad evil ghost guys (laughs) um and you know you've got to build things and and basically build a camp and but you've also got to feed all your little um uh plant guys sure and that's where i ran into my problems mostly is that you know it's like hey go out and explore and i'm like okay can do and uh, i went out exploring and i got like two islands over and it's like oh hey by the way your plant guys are all dying uh they don't have food or water and i'm like uh, oh okay so i ran back and I gave them what I had from exploring, and they're like, okay, go out exploring. I'm like, okay, and so I went out, and I got about two islands over. They're like, oh, yeah, now they're 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 dying of dehydration. They're almost out of water, and I'm oh. like, well, I don't have any more, so I had to go back and buy some from, like, this bird who sells stuff, <laughs> and it was only enough to, I don't know, give them a little bit, and so I'm like, well, I can't really go out exploring very well because... they're gonna die um and there's like a lot of weird things where you've got to cut down trees and build them beds each night or they get i don't know restless or something and it just seemed like there was a lot to do and not enough of me to do it and also every like i don't know we'll go 10 20 minutes there's a quote-unquote raid where a big bad guy comes out and attacks your camp which is really hard to explore when, you know, it's like, hey, 10 minutes, there's a raid. And I'm like, well, I'm out exploring here, guys. And so 
it it very much felt like if you had a second player, which you yeah, can, you know, you could say like, hey, you go back and take care of that. I'm going to continue exploring this island. But I was having a hard time managing going from one island, you know, going and exploring, but also keeping my little plant guys happy. Um, so it's a game that I want to play maybe this weekend with you yeah, we to see if it is better two player because single player, it's not great. Do does it remind you of all? Because like when I originally kind of watched someone play it, it it reminded me, um, at least in the video of, um, what uh, Fortnite, uh, save the world. What, what was that called? The the, the like f- not the battle royal Fortnite, but the other Fortnite. Did you ever see that? I did not. Uh, save it, the world is correct. Save, it reminded me a lot of Save the World, but if you haven't, if you're not familiar with that, that doesn't help at all. So no, no, kind of uh, tower defensey, but kind of it's like yeah, tower defense. I mean, a tower defense bit. mixed with like Stardew, with like survive. Well, no, because you're not like planning anything. You're literally um, going out and like you'll find a house and you've got to like scavenge stuff in there and get like juice boxes for your little plant friends. Oh, interesting. I don't know. It's got the electrolytes plants crave. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. And like I said, I, I completely, you know, checked the three islands that I made it to, but just kept having to go back and couldn't make it to the fourth. And I don't know. Like I said, it really seems like two player. It might be super easy and super doable, but one player, it just was, I wasn't enjoying it because I was sure. constantly having to run back. All right. Well, let's start. We'll play it this weekend and we'll see how it goes. And then I played De Blob. Is that an Xbox 360 game? Um, It might be. Sure. Um, I don't know. It might be an Xbox One game. Whatever. What? Uh, um, tell, tell me about it. <clears throat> it's, uh, you're a blob who, uh, ah. yeah. Um, apparently, like, I don't know, some sort of authoritarian robots have taken over your planet and sucked all the color from it. Makes sense. And you join the, uh, like, <laughs> you join the blob resistance and then you've got to collect, like, color. Um, there's, like, these little robots that you smash and you collect their color. Wait, are you painting the town with the blood of robots? Well, they, they stole your paint, the color, so... All right, fair. You know. Um, and you've got, you know, there's, like, little... Um, like almost every it's broken up into sections and each section has like a, a little quest you need to do before you can gain enough points to unlock the next thing. Um, and it's, it's fun. It's, you know, anything you touch turns the color that you've collected. Um, and you know, it's to do like side missions like, Oh, you need to paint this entire block green or something. And then there's like, Ah, big buildings that you have to do certain things like, oh, you've got to collect 50 yellow and, you know, 50 red and 50 blue kind of thing. And uh, to change it from a a propaganda station back into a radio station or something. Interesting. Um, Yeah, it's it's a fun little game. Um, It is, in my opinion, probably going to be way too long. Um, (laughs) Feels like it should be like a... Five to six hour game is like a nine to ten hour game, but uh, my kid enjoys watching it, so yeah. that's really the only reason I'm playing it. That's what matters. Yeah. Uh, so this is a this is an interesting game. So so to like take it back, released in like twenty two thousand eight on the Wii, right? Mm-hmm. The first one was brought to next gen consoles in twenty seventeen. Okay. 
the sequel came out in 2011 on the Wii and was released on Xbox 360 in 2014. So the sequel actually came out before the original did. <laughs> and the sequel is a Games with Gold this month? I think so, yeah. yeah. So you should all pick it up and play the sequel. I'll do it right now. Is it the squeakle? It, it is, is not. the squeakle. That is different. That is different. So what else you played? Anything else, Cole? Uh, I think I might have played a little bit of Graveyard Keeper, but other than that, nope. It was all right. Yeah. Let's see. What did I play? I played... Man, I played so I played some some like games like trying to get Xbox reward points. Like I first of all, I think I did the math last night and I've earned I think since like last November was when I started really seriously doing Xbox reward stuff. I've earned like a hundred and I think I've earned like total lifetime like a hundred and forty thousand points, but in yeah. the last like ten months I've earned a hundred and ten thousand, which like that's a hundred and ten dollars. Actually more than a hundred and ten dollars. It's probably a hundred and twenty dollars worth of uh Xbox stuff for not trying very hard and playing video games which is not not too shabby i mean like the thing is too is that like you try way harder than i do and that you play like the yeah the uh like weeklies and stuff yeah i mean even i still have earned like i mean i'm at like seventy five thousand points kind of thing yeah if you if you just do the quizzes every day and like open your xbox every once in a while like you get points and it it just kind of all adds up like probably the the worst part about it is that i i search with bing now which i'm not (laughs) yep like i'm not a huge fan of but it's worth a bunch of points so you know and not great i think the funny thing is is what i've gotten used to is the fact of i'll do a search and i'll get just like terrible results and i'll go like oh yeah no this is just bing i just need to go over to google (laughs) so so you want to know what i've learned from searching with bing is that bing um so like if you go into their video section yeah all porn <laughs> yes <laughs> um and so like yesterday i just was not paying attention and it uh i was searching for something not related to porn um and it brought it up on youtube and i'm watching it and then i looked down and because i clicked on it through bing it had just brought up the bing thing that looks like yeah. youtube and then it's like other search results and i scroll down i'm like what oh oh right those aren't actually youtube videos those are it's really straight i would say probably 20 percent of my 100 percent innocent web searches the first <laughs> just... video the first 10 videos are just are and like i have safe search on too and so they're just like it looks like you're watching you blurred out through a yeah. shower door yeah, yeah it's really weird I, d- I don't have safe safe search on so yeah, it's real. I don't know. Bing's a strange search engine. I don't recommend it unless you're trying to get Microsoft Rewards points. In which case, like, whatever, it's fine. Um, anyway, I so I played a couple games uh, for that. I'm still playing Divinity: Original Sin, but no, whatever. It's it's a very very long game. That's all I can tell you about it. It's very very long. Um, I did in, I did run into a very funny quest with a uh, like a uh, bridge troll. You know, it's so like trolls. Oh, troll know. is my favorite part. It's a it's a good quest, and the the entire thing revolves around you need to cross over this bridge, and the the trolls like, hey man, it's gonna cost five grand to get across this bridge. I'm like, that's a lot of Not money. Of money. <laughs> that's a lot of money. Like I have that much money, but I don't want to spend it getting across this bridge. And I'm like, is there any other way I could get across this bridge? He's like, yeah. So what I need you to do is I need you to go kill this other troll who is undercutting my bridge crossing <laughs> money. <laughs> And uh, I can't compete with her, so you go kill her, and then I'll let you cross for free. And I'm like, is this capitalism? <laughs> um, and I think the answer is 
Yes. <laughs> so I have not actually killed the other troll yet, but it's a it's a very good quest. Did you talk so. to the other troll yet? Not yet. That's like okay, where I'm going next. I'm not gonna spoil it because it it's pretty funny. It's good. There's some like, very that it's... that game. Besides just being enjoyable, like it's it's a fun game if you don't mind like long term based combat. Um, the writing in it is it's just good. Like my my character has a like one of the like pre rolled traits on her is jester, and so for probably. I don't know, 60% of my possible replies, there's just this wackadoo out of left field reply I could use. And I never use it because I absolutely would never use that reply in anything. <laughs> but like, it's kind of fun for it to be there. So I also have a mystic uh, flag so I can, I can do like woo kind of mysticism stuff. It's all right. Uh, so I played ukulele, which is, um, you know, I think like this supposed to be this generation's like, uh, Ratchet and Clank, or no, what Banjo and Kazooie, yeah, or Kazooie. you know, whatever. Um, and I had to play it long enough to get like I don't know, kill fifteen bad guys, and that was like that's a game that I always had kind of wanted to play. Like it looked fun. It looks like it's got that kind of like three D fun platform. It's it's camera controls are so bad that it literally made me motion sick. <laughs> like I don't know if I could have played it significantly longer than I did. It is. It's bad. Like it's really bad. Um, I don't. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's just where the camera sits or how it follows you. Or I, I couldn't like put my thumb on it. But man, I I could not play more of that game. It was just absolutely unenjoyable. And honestly, like I was kind of working through the tutorial, and the way the tutorial works is you do different things. And then there's this there's a snake, and his name is Trousers. Um, so he's a trouser snake. Um, which, yeah, which on one hand I'm like, ha ha ha. And then on the other hand, I'm like, this game's kind of for kids. And then on the other, I'm like, well, they wouldn't get it. And then on the other, other, other hand, I'm like, he's a snake that wears shorts and his like snake body goes down through one leg of the shorts and then up through the other leg. And then he's got like a belt that ties him off. So they don't, I don't know. So he's really, he's adorable, but kind of obnoxious, whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, but like, he's the one who gives you all of your, uh like abilities and the abilities come so slow that you're like i need to be able to do go there why can't i go up that thing and and then you realize it's because you don't have the ability for it but it's it's so closed off that you don't understand why you can't go places i don't know i just didn't think it did, did a great job of tutorializing either so overall don't don't recommend that but hey maybe your mileage will vary so try it um and then i tried uh the first episode of tell me why which is actually a really interesting game it's the yes, every Colby. time you hear tell me why do you then just sing neil young for the next like six I hours because i absolutely do, do. Okay. <laughs> absolutely do um it's the new game from the folks who did um life is strange and i'm not super far into it because I, again i just needed to like play it for Microsoft Rewards points, but I think I'll probably come back to it. I actually really enjoy their games, but have never really finished any of them, which is kind of unfortunate. So um, this one is set, it's two siblings that live in Alaska. Um, one who had some sort of like troubled past that they don't really get into too much. Um, like she's been at 
a I'm sorry, he's been at a group home for a while, um, but then like kind of graduated from it and actually became a counselor there helping other troubled kids, um, but is also transgender. And so him and his sister have not spent a lot of time together. And I, I don't necessarily get the impression that he'd come out before they'd spent some time together. And there's a bunch of like kind of family strife that, that you're trying to work through it. It's, it, it's just an interesting setup for a game um, that I want to play more of. Um, I just need to, to get the time to do it. They're, they're unfortunately kind of, I don't want to say slow, but like that, you know, it's five or six parts and each parts is like two hours and the story kind of, it, the story is not, the story doesn't like bury you. It like kind of drips. Um, and so they're, they're kind of the kind of game I want to play like a two hour chunk of it. And then like maybe do something else for a little while and come back and play another two hour chunk. I don't want to just like, they're, I guess what I'm trying to say is they're good as serials. Like, and I, I think that's kind of how I want to play them, but I'd, I'd like to get back to that one. It seems really interesting. So uh, that is what I have played. So before we get to news, we probably should, I know, right? Uh, I want to talk about a couple other things. First of all, we should talk about our Patreons because they are excellent people. Woo! And they are the people that are going to be funding the prizes for our 200th episode, which is coming up this weekend. Am I eligible? You are not eligible. Damn it. Why am I even going to be there? <laughs> because you have to. Sorry. Uh, 200th it's episode. Vacation. It's my last day of vacation. And what better way than to spend it with me and Dylan and a bunch of other people? You know how I love people. <laughs> anyway, the 200th episode of Bite Me Podcast is going to be this weekend, Sunday, 1 o'clock uh, p.m. Pacific time, which is 4 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. You, if you live Central or Mountain, you're going to have to do the math yourself. I'm sorry. Um, we're going to have, uh, I've already made a, a, a big quiz that we're going to take. There will be prizes. Um, I have, I guess you can play the quiz, Cole. You just aren't eligible to win. Maybe we'll take a vote when we play and see if you're eligible to win. Okay. We'll leave it up to the people. Is that fair? No. Okay. I just want to win. Like, okay. I just, I just wanted to be declared the winner now. I okay. That's fair. Uh, there'll be prizes. We're going to ask answer questions. If you would like to be on the podcast, we're probably going to try and limit it to probably 10 or 12 people, I would guess. I think we have... We're, we're not quite there yet, but if you would like to uh, be on that podcast, it is going to be live. It is going to be via Zoom, so you have to be able to kind of be around and not necessarily on camera, but able to have an internet connection that will connect to Zoom for a little while, a phone or a computer that will be able to you know hook up to that. Uh, if you go to our Discord in the 200th episode channel, there is a pin tab that will tell you how to join. Essentially, you just have to fill out a form, and I will send out connection information to all of you for this weekend. So this Sunday, episode will go up on Thursday as normal uh probably be a little bit different because i don't know how much i don't know how much news there'll be i don't know how much other stuff there'll be but it'll be fun so we will hopefully see you there uh our producers who are going to pay for our prizes are john tippins thank you austin palmer and alan schulte thank you for uh being patrons and uh this month instead of paying for Squadcast, you're paying for i don't know gift cards of some sort it'll be fun uh, you guys should actually come. I don't think any of those three people are actually going to be on the podcast. I should send them an email and let them know that they should come do it. Uh, after that, Extra Life is coming up soon. Um, uh, Extra, Extra Life is going to be strange this year, um, but that's okay. We're going to figure out how to do it. We're not exactly sure what day uh, we're actually going to do our Extra Life marathon. We're kind of kicking around. Uh, the official day is November 7th and 8th. Um, we're kind of kicking around, I think, doing it like the 18th and 19th, actually, of October. Um, 
man sucks can do it that day um and we figured that uh in a year where people probably don't have a ton of money because of coronavirus and stuff but may still be willing to donate if we get in two weeks early maybe we can hook up a little bit of that extra cash that would have gone to someone else if we did it on the 7th and 8th i don't know it probably doesn't work that way but whatever uh so we're gonna we're gonna figure that out so either way it's gonna be in a month and a half two months if you have not signed up to join our team yet which only one person on this podcast has done that would be me you should uh, go i to- told you i would not <laughs> no, you said you wouldn't sign up for the uh, 200th oh. episode. You said nothing about Extra Life. I thought I already did. I don't think so. Maybe. You hmm. should check. What you should do is go to bitemepodcast.com slash Extra Life. There is a link there that will link you to our uh, team, and then you should join. The more, the merrier. Um, I think this year, we're because we can't all get together in my house, because that would be unsafe, and Dylan probably has the <clears> Rona. <throat> he looks like a carrier to me. Um, he's young, so he's asymptomatic, but... Uh, We'll probably do a bunch of online stuff. Like, I, what I'd like to do is just get a bunch of games that everyone can play. Probably choose a lot of, like, um, uh, Game Pass-related games or PC games, stuff with cross-play that we could all get in together. So maybe maybe we'll all play, uh, what's your spell game? Spellbreak for an hour or two and just get a bunch of people all playing games. We'll switch out and, and have a good time of it. So if that sounds like fun to you, go to bitemepodcast.com slash Extra Life and join our Extra Life team. It will be fun. I guarantee it. So, Dylan, we're finally there. Do it. News. This week, we've been waiting for this. Well, I mean, maybe I've been waiting for this. Some people have been waiting for this. I, I kind of, I kind of, that, that was anticlimactic. Anyway, uh, Xbox, PlayStation have been, I don't know, like in a staring match for like three months now, trying to decide who's going to release their uh prices first who's going to release their release date first who's going to do all this stuff what finally happened is the xbox series s which is the smaller of the xboxes got leaked by someone and microsoft just said oh fine we'll do it it's fine and so the the important stuff to know xbox series x which is the big one that looks like a refrigerator the xbox series s which is the significantly smaller one that looks like I don't know, maybe something you'd order into it at McDonald's. Is that is that correct? Yep. Uh, are going to come out November 10th, which uh, is right around my birthday. If you're keeping track, it, it might be an interesting thing for you to know. Um, it's it's like six days before my birthday. So, you know, it's, it's like an early gift if someone was looking to pick me something up. I'll have an Xbox Series X, but I wouldn't mind a Series S for the office. That'd be fine. Um, they're coming out November 10th. You will be able to pre-order starting September 22nd. Um, the price I would like to say I was dead on. It is exactly $500. I know, right? I'm very proud. $499 for the Xbox Series X. Um, I think the kind of surprise was like, so up until now, we haven't really heard anything about the Series S. We just knew it was cheaper. Um, and that could have been discless. It could have been, it could have been the same as an Xbox Series X. We didn't know anything about it. And so the specs that have been released is that the Xbox Series S will have no disk drive. It is digital only. It will be able to push 1440p, which is like essentially 2K. Like my monitor is a 1440p monitor. Um, at 120 frames per second, it will support ray tracing and it will include a custom 512 gigabyte custom SSD. Um, the next-gen systems are making a big deal about those SSD drives. They're what enable uh, fast video game loading um, from saves. It, what enable like their fast switching. You'll actually be able to have, I think seven or eight games open at once and actually just immediately switch between them, which is really cool. Um, it's coming out at $300, which is a incredibly 
competitive price point. I'm gonna um, get two. I, you know, I, I, I probably, I, I probably will mm, not get mm, two. I, I will probably yeah. get one at some humana, point. Humana, 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 Um, I wouldn't mind, like I said, having one for the office. To be honest, um, it's tiny too. Like it's really small. It is. I think they said. 60% smaller than the Xbox Series X. So it is like you can literally fit two of the Series S's inside of one Series X. It is very small. Um, like a controller on its side, I think you could only maybe stack two sideways next to it. Um, and it's very skinny. So it is probably the smallest Xbox ever made, if I had to guess. Um, and it does have kind of a wacky speaker grill thing on the front. The cool thing is if you have not been diligently um, saving your money to buy one of these things, uh, they are pushing both of them into uh, Xbox All Access, which is the pay-by-the-month program, which like, I think it's actually a really good deal. If you're going to buy one anyway, there's almost no reason not to do this. I think it is actually cheaper than buying it any other way. You can get the Xbox Series X for $35 a month for two years. That is interest-free. Um, and that does include 24 months of Game Pass Ultimate. So, like, if you just do the kind of back-of-the-napkin math, um, Game Pass Ultimate is, what, $320 for two years? Does that sound right? 15 sure. times, 15 times 12. Dylan, you're, you're a math guy, right? It would be 180, so... So 360. Is that what I said? Close enough. $360, so it's it's like an $860 value um, that you're only going to pay like $750 for, I think. So it's a pretty good deal. Um, obviously, that doesn't... That assumes that you're not going to get, you know, Game Pass Ultimate on sale or whatever, but $35 a month is not bad for a new console with a ton of free games. The Xbox Series S you can get for $25. So it's a it's a pretty good deal. Um, and one thing that was just kind of like stealth drop today, which I thought was pretty cool, is starting this fall, presumably in time for this launch, uh, Game Pass Ultimate will also now include EA Play, which is normally $25 a year. So you get all of those like... Uh, I'm going to say like one year old sports games. So you'll get like right now you're going to get Madden 19. I think FIFA 20 is in there. Um, you get all the need for speed games. You get all of the battlefield games. You get games like um, Unravel and Fae. And just, I mean, there's a ton of games in there. Um, all the Plants vs. Zombie games are part of that. So it's just a phenomenal deal. Like people keep asking like, what is, what does Xbox bring to the table? I'm like, I don't know. I can get it for 35 bucks a month and have 300 games. I can play, you know, where, where do you sign up for do the, the Xbox thing, the jig where you pay monthly? Um, you know, that is a very good question. And I, I know that's I, why I asked, you know, I'm when I did it, when I did it, I actually did it via Amazon. So it would not shock me if that is still, uh, what's it the, called? It's called Xbox All Access. So, like, I it was kind of cool because I did it via uh, Amazon, and uh, I, that also means I got free Prime shipping on it. So, it uh, it's not a bad way. Anyway, look up Xbox All Access. It's I would not be surprised at all if you can still do it via Amazon. Um, it's a pretty good deal. It's actually like a, a really good deal, um, and that is available in twelve countries as of uh, this holiday. Is it via it's their call? Via Amazon. Yeah. So, I mean. I, I know, I know I talk a lot about how much I like my Xbox, and I, I really do, but I just don't know if there's anything more pro-gamer than saying we're launching a really powerful set of consoles. The cheapest one's going to be $25 a month, and literally, if you pay $25 a month, you'll get access to over 300 games for $25 a month, and we're going to push every new AAA game and every new 
first party game or I'm sorry every new every AAA first party game a bunch of indie games a bunch of ID at Xbox games for free every month I mean they're probably pushing what 10 new games in there a month it's it's not a bad deal so that is your Xbox news for this week I'm I'm really looking forward to November 10th I need to figure out how I I like have to because I've been doing all access for a while I actually have to like trade in my Xbox One X for a new one I I don't know how that's gonna work so I need to need to figure that out Uh, all right next up um, have any either of you guys ever played any of the Hyrule Warriors games Um, they're kind of like Zelda adjacent yeah they're like it's like Dynasty Warriors but Zelda I think yeah it is I so Dynasty, so like, is it like a strategy game or no? Mm, I think it's more like large scale action. Interesting. I don't yeah. think it's super strategy heavy. Sure. But it is like larger battles. Sure, uh, sure, sure. Like, so I've never played one of these. And so yesterday I was just, I was working and I got an email and they're like, hey, Hyrule Warriors, Age of Calamity, it's coming out in a couple days. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, did you guys just stealth drop a Zelda game? And the answer is yes. So coming out November 20th, again, for people paying attention four days after my birthday, it's it's all very tied together. I, I don't know if I'll actually want this though. Maybe. Uh, it's uh, called Hyrule Warriors, Age of Calamity. It is set a hundred years before the events of Breath of the Wild. So you're actually going to get to see kind of the backstory to what caused uh, the events in Breath of the Wild. Um, there's actually, it's actually co-op, so you can actually play the entire thing multiplayer. Um, there's a bunch of, you know, puzzles and so on and so forth. Um, but you can also play it as multiple different characters that you, uh, there's multiple different people that you can play as in addition to to Link. So it sounds kind of interesting, and it's got that same kind of look that Zelda does, that kind of cel-shaded uh, whatever. It, the only difference, I think, really is that these aren't made by Nintendo. They're made by, I don't remember, some some third-party company. So I don't know. I Like I said, I've never played one. Um, what did you think of them, Dylan? Like, you, it sounds like you've at least touched a little bit. I, I was interested in playing it, but I never did. Yeah, um. so... You know, Age of Calamity coming out November 20th. Keep an eye on it. Looks good. Like, the trailer looks good. I don't know. I, I Really, what I need to find out is whether my weapons break or not. Like, that's the that's kind of the deal killer for me right now. Mm. All right. Next up, Super Mario 3D All-Stars, Mario 35th Anniversary stuff. Um, like, I just want to get it out of the way. I'm not alone in thinking that taking a video game that contains like some games that people have really been interested in for. So 3d all-stars contain super Mario 64, super Mario sunshine and super Mario galaxy. These are games that people really want to play on their switch and then making it. So it only exists for sale through March, 2021. That's stupid, right? That's not just me. Yeah, no, that's, that's kind of dumb. I don't, I mean, it to the same thing. It's making NES and SNES classics that are a limited, you know, kind of thing too. So that when I finally go like, you know what, I really want one of those and I couldn't get them, uh, now they're gone and you can only get them through third party sellers for like, you know, twice the amount. And that's so. what the, that's what they're saying about this already. Like it doesn't come out for uh, quite a while, September 18th. So I mean, not a while, but you know, eight, nine days from today, it's already the second best selling game of 2020 in the United States, mm-hmm. which like I'm sure I I legitimately believe people are excited about Super Mario 3D All Stars. Like I'm sure there are a lot of people excited for that. I'm less excited considering it's a bunch of old games that are going to cost. That's a sixty dollar 
investment. Are they at all upgraded or yeah they, they... they play full screen um or i'm sorry like uh, yeah. 69 <laughs> yeah, yeah. um well for super mario sunshine so the other two maybe not um they are optimized for joy con control well um, i <laughs> mostly i was wondering like are they gonna look bad i think like... they're gonna look like they look Okay, that's what I was wondering. Like, I wondered if they'd done any sort of, like, up on yeah. a Nintendo 64 game. Which, I mean, yeah. they look well, they, decent-ish for what it is, but... They did put that out on 3DS, so I'm sure it's been touched since. I th- No, I think it's only... It, they had Super Mario 64 on the DS. Was it ever out on the 3DS? I'm not sure. Because I have it on the DS... I don't know. If you want to play it on a screen that is, I don't know, two by two as far as I can tell. They're so (laughs) small. The DS, like at the time, I was like, this thing's Uh so cool. And I go look at it now, I'm like, why is it so tiny? Uh Um, I don't know. I think $60 for that is too much, but it's also a Nintendo game. Like, that's just kind of what they cost. Mm -hmm. Um, To me, that's really, that's like a $40 game. They'd sell them all for $20. So I guess they kind of give you, probably if they did $40. I, good deal, 40, right? 40 seems more reasonable to me, but I just don't believe that the reason it's the number two seller is because that many people want it. I've got to think it's people that are buying it as an investment for next April. Maybe. Yeah. Could be. Well, it's going to be digital um, too, though, right? It I is, but it is it. Yeah. I think so. Um, yeah. But that also means that the digital goes away in March. So I'm like, sure I think these buy extra copies. Uh huh. I I guarantee but you. Sunshine but... also has never been. Re-released. On anything but the GameCube, yeah. So that I guess I'm sure that's the big seller, really. But to be the second best-selling game of 2020, like what what has come out in 2020 that's been huge? The Last of Us, yeah. Which is probably a, the number one selling that's game. A, of, that's a PS4 only game. Yeah. Like I, Ghost of Tsushima. Um, I mean, probably I don't. I guess it didn't have a physical release, so it's not. Yeah. Uh, uh, mostly, like, I know that all of the other games are on their little online thing, but why not just include Mario, Mario uh-huh. 2, Mario 3, maybe the Lost Levels, because I don't I don't know if the Lost Levels are on uh, the, um, the online thing yeah. that I can never remember the name of, and then Super Mario World, and just call it good. Yeah, I don't know. I... I just I just disagree with the idea of this. It's actually now the number one bestseller in video games. So I don't know. I I don't know. I think it's silly, but whatever. It's it's fine, I guess. It's I kind of want to play Mario sixty four because I love Mario sixty four, but I also know that I loved Mario sixty four at the time, mm-hmm. and that's the big you know caveat to that sentence. I think if I, they gave it the Mario Odyssey revamp and it looked that good, that would, yes. it would be just as fantastic as it was. But I mean, like just even like some sort of uh, something, I would I would go. Well, maybe I want to play it. But if it's just going to be Mario sixty four that I can play on a widescreen TV, I'm I don't care. Well, I tell you, it says in this article I'm reading from IGN that there are a host of new features coming to the updated ports, including a new 16-9 aspect ratio for Super Mario Sunshine. So I'm guessing you're playing the other Mario Galaxy and Mario 3D. Uh, 
in four three. <laughs> well, Galaxy was on Wii, so which okay. means that you could get widescreen only if you had the the SD video cables. Yeah, but it's already built into the game though, yeah. so they Maybe. wouldn't need to add it. So I think you might just be out of luck for sixty four. I don't know. I this is one of those games that when I first saw it announced, I was like, "Oh, cool! That's a thing that I would be willing to pick up, like nine months from now on sale." But apparently, like I'm going to pay sixty bucks for it, and I'm not going to get it. Or I don't know. I just I when they first announced it, I really thought it was just going to be like, "Hey, every Mario game kind of thing," up until you know probably the newest. Well, they'll one. sell it for a limited time, and then they'll put, give it to you for free. Yeah, yeah. I I really thought it was going to be like each of these was going to be ten bucks on the eShop. Yeah, or something of thing. like that. I don't know. This is it's fine. I guess they can do what they want. I just I'm not gonna. I don't know. The problem is I've got like a, a serious FOMO problem here where I'm like I don't want, I'm not paying sixty dollars for this. Then I'm like, but if you don't, yeah, do they it already now, got if you'll never they get it again. Him. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, in other Mario sixty or Mario. 35th anniversary news. Uh, Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury is coming uh, to the Switch February 21st of 2021. Um, there's a new thing called Mario Kart Live, which like is some sort of weird like AR thing where you can drive around your house. I, I really don't exactly understand. How I this don't works. even understand it. Uh, this might be just one of those things that I'm too old for, and I'm fine with that. But it looks it looks interesting, I guess. Um, the another thing I don't understand is the. Uh, do you guys remember the the Game and Watch systems? Those like I do. Little, yeah. yeah, yeah. They're putting Super Mario out on that, which <laughs> I mean, they're just like little dumb collectible devices. I don't. I don't know. It's coming out November thirteenth. That's. Uh, sure, fine. I guess whatever. <laughs> I, it's it's one of those things that I look at and go like, this would be fun for the first thirty seconds I got it, and then it would just sit in a drawer for the rest of its life. Uh, yeah. People I, like things. Yeah, people they want do to things. collect things. I just, I mean, like, I understand that's a collectible, but like, what do you do? Display it? Like, do you create a shadow box for your yeah, weird a, Super Mario clock. Brothers? It's a clock. I don't know. It's it's not my thing, but maybe it's somebody's. Uh, and then finally, Super Mario Brothers 35 Battle Royale, which is like the uh, it's like Tetris. Uh, what's the what's the Tetris one? Tetris 99. Called? Tetris 99, but it's Super Mario. So you defeat bad guys, and it bounces those bad guys to the other people. It's the last last Mario standing out of 35. I don't know. It looks. It looks interesting. It's another game. It's going to be free. It's going to come out if you uh, have Nintendo Switch Online on October 1st. But you, again, can only play it through March 31st. So I don't I don't understand. Why? Why? I don't, I don't why like make limited. video games limited? It's so yeah. stupid. There's, like, it, literally no reason except to, like, build hype. It's dumb. And that's that's what it is. But it, it's the, the Overwatch thing where it's like, oh, this is really fun. It's going away at the end of this month. It's like, yeah. well crap you know kind of thing i yeah. i don't necessarily like that so yeah i don't know uh mario brothers mario brothers 2 super mario brothers 3 and super mario the lost level are also available now on uh, the switch i don't know if you have to pay for those or if they're part of switch online but they're they're there they, so you can play sh- them one way or another yeah they're switch online is the lost levels in there it is yeah those are interesting they're fun yeah they're hard interesting uh so that's i don't know it's mario i'm like I said, I'm kind of frankly a little bit upset about this whole thing, but whatever. I've I've never played uh, Mario 64 or Sunshine or Galaxies, so maybe I'll just continue having never played those and 
we'll call it good. Uh, next up, Minecraft uh, is coming to PSVR later this month. So um, I've actually played the like uh, VR version of M- Minecraft, um, and it's kind of nauseating. Yeah, so <laughs> we'll we'll see how this goes. Um, it's coming out late September. Um, everyone who already owns Minecraft on the PS4 will get the free patch upgrade to play it in PSVR. Um, I've, like I said, I've never been a big fan. Uh, my kid even, who is pretty, it's got a pretty solid VR stomach, played it at PAX and like got off the chair and was like, whoa, I don't feel great. <laughs> um, it does have a mode though where you can play it on like, I, they call that big screen mode, I think, where it's like almost like playing the game in a theater in VR. So that might be, that might be all right. So that is coming. I guess if you've got a PlayStation, a PlayStation VR, and you like Minecraft, that is good news for you. Um, all right, Cole, Rise of the Triad. What do you what do you Woo! remember about Rise of the Triad, man? The funny thing is, is like I was trying to remember. There is something very. Um, there's something notable about Rise of the Triad that I can't remember. Like it's you know it's the first something of something, and I. I so you want you want to hear what a nerd I am? Like I don't think anyone needs any sort Wait, of you're description. You're a nerd. I know it's crazy. <laughs> so probably the first I'm going to say the first like yes, Colby. It's that um players had different height yeah. um and speed and endurance and that was actually in the game i think that was like the first first person shooter to do that or something it had gorgeous fog effects too i remember the fog effects in it better than cruising san francisco uh, or any nintendo 64 game yeah um I, the probably the first like i'm gonna say like boy girl adult teenager party i went to <laughs> like without parents there you know that kind of thing um we went over Skinny. it was a I know, right? It was at my friend Mitch's house. It was a rainbow party. It was a rainbow party. And uh, like what I remember most distinctly from that was we watched The Wall, the movie, and my friend Mitch showed me Rise of the Triad. And like me and all of my other nerdy friends were like, holy cow, this is amazing. How old were you? Um, Junior high, probably. 14, 15. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, we were all super, super impressed by Rise of the Triad. <laughs> um, I remember uh, my and Colby's grandparents were out at the time, and I, like, like convinced them to give me enough money to buy it. <laughs> so it was it was a cool game. Um, very, like, I think the entire concept of it is you're trying to keep Hitler from getting the Spear of Destiny or something? I, I don't remember exactly. It seems like there's some Nazi overtones. It's super fast-paced. There's, like, trampolines. Like, there's a lot of verticality to it. Cool game. Um, I Later, when I was trying to get my... Um, oh, some sort of certification for some nerd thing, we spent most of our time, instead of trying to actually get certified... I paid five grand to get the certification, which I did not get. And uh, we spent most of the, the class time playing Raise the Triad, so... <laughs> Eh, whatever. Anyway, long story short, it is getting a remaster next year. It is not going to be, uh, it's like, it's going to be uh, like running on uh, just a, a, like, they're just making everything better. So uh, it's, <laughs> so it's a good it's, description. I know. They're, right? uh, they're making things better. 
Yeah, it's going to be great. It's uh, it's going to just it's a visual update grade. So I think they'll just be doing that. Like everything looks better. It's going to play better on modern systems. It's coming out on the Xbox One, the PS4, and the Switch. In addition to PC, um, I think it's being redone by 3D Realms, which is kind of interesting. Nice. It might have been a, a 3D Realms. Yeah, originally. I think it was. Yeah, so it's going to have widescreen. It's going to have, like, actual mouse look. Because I think that was one of the games, like, you played before, like, WASD. We actually yeah. played it with, like, the arrow keys <laughs> instead of the other ones, you know. Um, it's it, it honestly could be a lot of fun. That game was very, very fast and very fun. So so if you're looking for kind of some 90s classic, Rise of the Triad is not the, the worst choice you could make. So finally... Um, I read a really interesting Twitter thread earlier this uh, week about um, pregnancy tests, which is not something you would you would think. So pregnancy tests come in essentially a couple different uh, forms, right? So there's the, the manual kind that are just like a strip that you pee on. And then there's digital ones, right, which are about six times the price um, and they have a digital readout. And so I, do they work better? So I think that's people's impression right is okay. that it's digital and it costs significantly more and i mean like you know a regular pregnancy test you know they're a buck or two a, a digital one is like uh like six or eight so it's not like you know you're not breaking the bank to buy one of the digital ones but you know they have a little readout and so on and so forth um i read a twitter thread where a guy like did a teardown on one of these and found out that really all they are is they're exactly the same as the manual ones like they work the same you still pee on a strip it's still like gives you little lines it just has like a little led light in there that that tests what the lines are and then a little microchip to uh to display whether you're actually pregnant or not so no they're no more accurate they may be just slightly easier to read <laughs> which is you know if, if that's your thing for an extra couple bucks that's that's fine um anyway there was kind of this this he kind of jokingly said like hey you know this thing actually has a a little microchip on it a uh, little processor and it's kind of slow but i wonder you know I, I theoretically you could probably probably get it to play doom and uh a dude online who goes by i'm gonna say foon probably uh actually got this working so he i, I don't know i don't know what he did and it is only like a two-bit display so it's more like a very very low res representation of doom and i mean if you've ever seen like the readout on a pregnancy test it's like maybe an inch by a half inch so it's very small but actually literally has doom running on a pregnancy test with an external keyboard which i think is is very impressive so you can literally play doom anywhere <laughs> and i think that's great so that uh that wraps up news for this week i think that means it's time to move on dylan can you take us there Hey, yo, Vinny. Wait, what's cooking? Probably dinner. Actually, now it's, it's like almost eight Vinny's time. I bet you he's already eaten. It's all right. I'm going to have pizza for dinner. I'm excited about that. Maybe bubble tea, too. We'll have to see if the bubble tea place is open. That's good. Have you ever had bubble tea, call? No. You should go get a bubble tea, man. They're they're really good. Yeah, I'll get right on that. Yeah, make it happen. All right, Vinny says, why... No. Oh, he should, though. Man, bubble tea is... Dylan, bubble tea is great, right? Yes. Dylan and I used to go like specifically on work days to get bubble teas because they're amazing. They call to me. Anyway, it doesn't matter. What why? Vinny. Vinny wants to know why do games as a service get the amount of hate they do? Is it only critically that they receive the hate? Games as a service games that are just launching seem to always face the issue of it's not a complete game, even with knowing they plan to support it for years to come. Avengers got this treatment, Anthem got that treatment, perhaps rightfully. 
Um, I think both the Destiny games have probably kind of run across that. Should we always judge games as a service like Anthem, or should we expect games as a service to become like a Destiny? Um, I think it's a good question, and I, I don't know if it's necessarily correct. Um, I think it's because they often feel like you've... Uh, what are what's the games that like aren't quite done yet but you can still yeah. buy what are those called like um, early access early, early access they always feel very vaguely like early access where it's like it's there and it will be game. there but it's not quite there yet well and i think i think the problem is is like they almost come with i mean i think there's two problems is that first of all i don't know the last time a games as a service game and i do not know maybe maybe the avengers was this game but all of the rest of them have launched terribly like where they launch and you know they'll do 17 rounds of beta testing and they're like we really want to make sure to get all of you in here so we can you know test our servers make sure they stand up oh crap you need to buy servers for these things yeah oh sorry and then the first three days of launch people are super excited and uh you know it's uh you know i'm so ready to play i took the entire weekend off i'm gonna play this game and then it's 48 to 72 hours of like, hey, the server's up. Oh, the server's down. Hey, the server's up. Oh, no, the server's down. You know? And so I think that's part of it. Like, they get a bad rap because of that. Um, but I think the other part of it is, like, people just don't know how to play games anymore. Um, like, you know going into this, there is not going to be an unlimited amount of content. And yet there are still people that insist, like, well, I'm, you know, there's 30 hours of this game. I, I got through the first 30 hours in the first 48 hours this game was out. There's just no content in this game. I'm like, yeah. well, dude, like, <laughs> just because you can beat a game in two days doesn't mean you actually you legally yeah. have to. Like, there's they, they, they tell you up front, like there's content in there and then there's going to be a new content drop in two months. Yeah. Like maybe, maybe space that out. <laughs> They're like, oh, I'm so bored of doing these, this, you know, these strikes. I've done every single one of them 400 times. I'm like, well, well don't like <laughs> there's, there's other video Breathe. games you could be playing. Breathe. Um, you don't need to do them all today. And I mean, you're just screwing yourself because you know, when that next patch comes out, they're just going to screw with everything you've done. Like I, I don't, I don't get, people i don't get gamers i guess like just just don't um so i i think intrinsically games as a service honestly i think probably the reason they get kind of trashed is that they kind of over promise and under deliver um always i think it's the nature of what they have to do yeah and and I think that honestly, the reason they exist was a, it was a reaction to the realities of video game development, where if you want to spend, I mean, the original, the original budget for Destiny, and I don't think they actually ended up doing this, but the original budget of Destiny was supposed to be $500 million over 10 years. If you want to spend $500 million on anything and you're not being made by a company called Rockstar, like you have to push that out over 10 years. You have to recoup some of the money you're making. You have to, you know, do expansions and cosmetics and all those things. And so I think they were trying to solve a problem that is only a problem actually for game developers. And I'm not sure it really worked. And I think that in addition to that, when you really look at 
if you if you went back three years or two years even, it really looked like everything was going to become a games as a service game, and then it didn't. So I kind of wonder if people or developers realized that it wasn't going to work either. So I don't know. What do you guys think? Like I also kind of wonder too is. Do we just notice the criticism more on those games? Because every yep. game gets criticism, and are we looking for that more um, in those games because we know it's coming, and so we then automatically think that? Is it? Does that make sense? Yeah. No, I think that's. I think that's a possibility. And I think also that that it's a it's a squeaky wheel problem. It's a yeah. very loud vocal minority. And I mean, I'll be honest. I think the other problem is is that game developers kind of accept it like mm-hmm. they 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 go oh, we've heard from our community and and they they have requested that we change things and i'm like well maybe maybe you as game developers right. then you should the make games skywalker <laughs> yeah well, it's, you know it's the one game that can be changed by feedback because yeah. it's ongoing so it's like they're asking for you to complain because it's built into the game yeah like, I if you say oh this sucks they're gonna do something about it instead of a game where it's like nope this is this is the game yeah we'll fix the bugs but this is the game yeah we're not gonna I go just, back and change level seven for you because you didn't like it to me I think the the better model honestly is early access like if 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 you're gonna do a if you if you're doing a game with feedback, you should be doing early access. And if what you want to build is a living games as a service world, then build the world you want to build, and people will come or people won't. Um, yeah. And I think trying to constantly uh, chase chase right. is why a lot of those games end up being great and then worse, and then great and then worse, right. and then great and then worse. You know, I like. Destiny seems to have been just this roller coaster of like we love everything you've done and then we hate everything you've done and then we love everything you've done and then we hate everything you've done. I don't know. Mm-hmm. We'll see. I guess we'll see how Avengers looks six months from now. I guess I don't know. I I think that it, you're almost better ignoring those people most of the time. I think that that there's not a lot of value in listening to what people online say. Uh, Megan wants to know, she was BSing with her brother and they were discussing the, how the rise of the Marvel movies turned a previously nerdy niche into a main, into mainstream pop culture. I like that sentence a lot. Uh, what nerdy thing do you love and would you like to see have this kind of rise? Like what's, what's your, what's your nerd I'm thinking, fantasy? I'm thinking Star Wars could get a little bit bigger. Yeah. Like it's not really, hasn't really so, hit the mainstream yet. The funny thing is, is when you think about Star Wars, when, when we enjoyed Star Wars. Yeah. It did. Like you had the three Star Wars movies and then think about the nineties. Yep. What did you have? Yep. I think it's really until you know the the uh Attack of the Clones or was it Attack of the Clones? Phantom Menace. Phantom Phantom Menace. Menace, Uh but I mean there hadn't been a new Star Wars movie in 16 years. There had been like uh, okay, I'm sorry, in eleven years because, you know, gotta caravan of courage and stuff do you um yeah okay. great they got wilford brimley r.i.p um but uh it really was i mean there was like some games some you know the extended universe yeah. books but it wasn't really as big as it is now kind of thing they kind of um, just let that go like i mean when you look mm-hmm. at extended universe like you could write as long as you were like killing <laughs> off princess leia 
Or maybe I mean, you could e- kill off Princess except Leia. Except when they killed off Chewbacca. Yeah. You <laughs> Spoiler could alert. do whatever you wanted to those, and it was kind of okay. I think they were Dude just Dude had a moon money. dropped on him. <laughs> I uh, While roaring, you which can, is kind of how I want to go. Me too. I think you can you can love or not love the prequels, but I think you have to accept the fact that that first of all, people that are not Dylan specifically, but people that are Dylan's. We're age. talking about Dylan. Dylan yeah. specifically. Dylan loves the prequels. <laughs> how, how, do you like the prequels, Dylan? Uh, I actually like Star Wars movies in the order they are released. I progressively like each movie less than the one before it. I think. Interesting. Four, five, six, one, two, three, seven onward. Like. That's fair. Yeah, it, it just happens to be that way. I, uh, a New Hope is my favorite, followed by Empire, followed by Return of the Jedi. I think Phantom Menace is my favorite of the prequels. I like Attack of the Same. Clones, even though it's like slow, diplomatic. And then the third one, it kind of fell off. The seventh one just feels like A New Hope too, and I don't. I liked a uh, lot of things about it, but ultimately, I didn't really like the movie when I talked about it. So I. I uh, up until the new trilogy, I very much felt that the farther away um, that George Lucas was from that movie, the better it was. It's <laughs> fair. Yeah, I. Uh, it is kind of weird to think that, like, for someone my age or for someone even Colby's age, like until about two thousand nineteen ninety nine two thousand, like your nerd hobbies were still nerd hobbies. Like mm-hmm. I like playing video games in the early two thousands and tell things like kind of Madden and like the call of duty games and halo really right. kind of sparked like that mm-hmm. kind of like jock college culture. Um, you didn't like, I worked right. at a video game store in the late nineties and I promise you, you know who the only was. nerd <laughs> shop there. <laughs> it was not as nearly as mainstream as it was. So like, I'm really happy that I can like, it's kind of cool to me that I can be on a video game podcast in 2020 as a dude who's in his forties and people are like, Hey, what kind of podcast do you do? I'm like a video game podcast. They're like, Oh, that's cool. I'm like, yes, oddly. Um, (laughs) I mean, I remember like, you know, yeah, people would play like normal people, I guess would, would play like super Nintendo, but it was, you know, the Mario's, the Mario Karts and stuff. Like I never went over to a friend's house and I'm like, what are you playing? And it was like, Oh, some RPG. Uh It was, you know, it was very much like there were mainstream things, but in itself, it was not necessarily like, you know, the cool kids were doing it. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So, I I mean, I think that's good. I would say if I could choose anything and and like, I don't want to say like, this is not, this is not, probably as deep as I could go. Like there are probably things that I like that are, are far less trendy. And I like, so keep that in mind. I wish Dr. Who was a little bit bigger than it was. Um, yeah, it's pretty small. It's not to say that it's small, but I would love to see like a, like, but there's, there has not been a Dr. Who movie. Like I would love to see a like film Dr. Who. Um, I would love there to be like, there has not been any Dr. Who video games that aren't kind of garbage. Like there's a lot of like kind of mobily, you know, crappy third party stuff. I would like to see that. Um, maybe even more so like though, I'd like to see, I would love a Torchwood movie. Like I would love a Torchwood movie or um, just a new, or just a new series. Yeah. Like I love, I love both of those things a lot. 
Um, and like I said, it's not like, I mean, everyone knows what Doctor Who is. Like, everyone knows. So it's not like I'm, you know, like my little secret hidden thing that nobody's ever seen. <laughs> What's this Doctor Who you speak of? <laughs> yeah. But I would love, I would love it for it to escape like hey we're kind of a weird budgeted show on the bbc um like i I would like to see a a a, i would love to see a doctor who movie that had a hundred thousand dollars or a hundred million dollar budget (laughs) you would would see a hundred thousand dollar budget but i mean that's the reality is like every time like i love doctor who and so every time they're like hey they're bringing back so-and-so to do something and doctor who i'm like ooh, cool and they're like it's an audio drama i'm like no like <laughs> Chris Eccleson's coming back. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. He's not my favorite doctor, but that might be interesting. And like to the audio dramas. I'm like, come on. Like I don't, I don't need, a, I don't need another book. <laughs> like I, I want real stuff. So that that's me. How about you guys? I mean, like I think that the kind of thing is is that all of my nerdy stuff has kind of done that. <laughs> like I mean, it just nerdy stuff in general pretty trendy has yeah. has become so trendy that I mean what what is there necessarily l- I mean I won't say what's left. What would you like to but- gatekeep, Colby? That's my next question. I <laughs> keep people mm-hmm. out of <laughs> I don't like girls, so <laughs> how about you, Dylan? You have anything you'd like to bring mainstream? I guess the one thing for me is like Warhammer and that yeah. universe. Mm-hmm. Um, they've made some good games over the years. Um, if you mine through all the games they've had, I don't think any are super big. Um, I think there's been like animated movies at this point. There, there was supposed to be a real movie at some point, And then I think it got canceled or maybe that turned into something else. I am not sure. I don't know if there's something that ever really can transcend into mainstream. I don't know if the world is that ripe for like the science fiction world is too gears of worry where it's just like mm. massive space Marines fighting aliens. It's like, well, that only goes one way. Um, and I think fantasy stuff just generally does not do very well. Um, yeah. Like there's very few things like, I guess Game of Thrones is fantasy adjacent. I was going to say, except it doesn't that even really it doesn't even called Harry Potter. Yeah, like I mean, Harry Potter and Lord <laughs> of the Rings, but it's like yeah. outside of those things, like what what fantasy movie can you name recently well, and, that was remotely well received or anything? It's like you, yeah. I don't think you. Can. I, I just don't even think they make very many of them, honestly. Well, and I, I think yeah. the problem too with those kinds of with video games and you know tabletop games, you know movies, is that the people who are making those movies probably are not the people who are the understanders of those kinds of things. And you also have like that, you know, too many chefs in the kitchen kind of problem. I think a lot of the time and it's, I think to an extent why video game movies are so bad. Um, And they're huge sprawling things that no one's going to be like, yes, I would like to spend, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars to you know bring warhammer to life for an audience that may not come and so you have to have something to do and and like i mean yeah like harry potter and game of thrones but those were all books yeah i think uh books are a lot easier to turn into movies than video games and i think so i think you're really right i think a lot of the reason is when you're dealing with books you're dealing with a person maybe a publishing house but probably an author they retain a lot of the rights whereas you try and bring halo to the you know table you're dealing with microsoft 
Um, yep. You know, you, you can't, you know, you can't do stupid things to our IP. Certain people can't die. Um, you know, and uh, I, I think was, that's what makes things like that hard. We want certain casting. What I was, I was listening to a podcast and they were talking about something and it was that they, they very much needed in a, like a Star Wars video game that they were working on to have someone be left-handed and, you know, they had to talk to, like, essentially, you know, it, was, it wasn't Disney at the time, but Lucas, yeah. whatever. And, you know, hammer out this thing of, can this character be left-handed? And, it you know, they're like, it took weeks of just back and forth of kind of Silly. thing. And so, you know, those kinds of things I think are difficult and it just kind of gets in the way. That's uh, that's just hard. And I think it really yeah. is a reason why... Uh, those things just don't work very well. So I don't know. Uh, we'll get there. I, I would like to see, I would actually like to, I think the other thing I would like to see is I would like to see a more mainstreaming of uh, like board games and card games. Um, how, how about bad movies? Like they kind of are, but I need more people to talk to. Sure. Yeah, that's fair. I think that's good. Uh, Charisma icon wants to know, what do you like in a good egg scramble? Um, Everything. Yeah, I was going to say, like, when I ate meat, all of everything, like, I, I wanted, like, three or four kinds of meat and then peppers and mushrooms and onions and all that stuff. Now it's I, it's more like broccoli and cheese and peppers and onions and mushrooms. I guess it kind of depends. Am I making it or is it just, like, appearing before me? I think appearing before Oof. you. Yeah, because, okay. like, like I think the thing about an egg scramble is I always want to be, like, I'll eat something out somewhere and I go, like, I can make this at home. And then I'm, like... No, I don't have any of these foods, and it would cost probably more to go buy all these foods, and like half of it would go bad unless I wanted like an egg scramble for breakfast and then breakfast the next day. I don't know. Mm -hmm. So yeah, pretend it just poofs in front of you. I mean, yeah, meats and stuff, bacon, sausage. You know what I used to good. really like is they had one at. Uh, so I don't think they're national, but I don't think they're hyper local either. It's Village Inn. They're uh, like West Coast. Yeah, it's like of. it's like a Denny's or. A, uh, I don't know, ping like IHOP maybe kind of yeah kind of thing. Um, Sherry's Sherry's yeah. would be the very hyper like Perkins. Um, maybe like I want to say I've eaten at a Perkins, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> like like those though. Um, they used to have a chicken fried steak like egg scramble that was like uh like potatoes and eggs and chicken fried steak on the top that was. Very, very good. Like, I, I miss chicken fried steak a lot. It's real good. But, yeah, I, I like just literally... Ever had vegetarian ev chicken fried steak? I have, actually, and it's really good. <laughs> um, I got it at Vertical Diner one time. And it was, yeah, that, they have really good. It was excellent, actually. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, no, I, I like just everything, like the, the works. There used to be a place called... There's a place in Salt Lake called... I'm still there, I assume, called um, The Other Place... Um, which is, yeah, it's kind of, you know, where do you want to go for lunch? I don't know. The other place, um, that, is it? Salt Lake, like, oh, okay. uh, well, like, well, that's a pretty small area. I don't know. Like down, like two or three blocks east of downtown, probably fifth South, maybe whatever, six South, seventh South, ninth and ninth. I don't know. Somewhere down there. Um, they had one called the mountain that was really good. And it was literally just like everything. Good place, though. If you're, if you're there, call. You should try it out. Uh, well, I've got such good directions. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Somewhere? Salt Lake? <laughs> it's Salt Lake. It's a small city. You'll find it. Was that... Uh, did everyone have... Did you? Did, what did you like on yours, Dylan? You, you and everything kind of guy, too? 
potatoes, onions, peppers, everything. I think sausage as my meat of choice. Yeah. Same. I like bacon, but I don't really generally like put bacon in things like that. They could be sausage, it could be chorizo, and you could put it in a tortilla and call it a breakfast burrito. Absolutely. Mostly I just want a breakfast burrito. <laughs> there's there's a place uh, that Cliff loves called uh, Beddoes. Beddoes that some of them have the crazy burrito. Yeah. And it is eggs and potatoes and cheese and chorizo and ham and bacon and sausage all in one giant breakfast burrito. And it is greasy as hell it's and delicious. Good. Yeah, they have the best. Like, I'm kind of bummed the, uh, like, for two reasons, I guess, as long as we're talking about breakfast. Like, first, the burrito cart that I've been going to to get my breakfast burritos, which is are really good. Like, none of the people that work there wear masks, um, which has kind of turned me off from getting a COVID burrito from them. <laughs> so I've been kind of without breakfast burritos. So for our anniversary, uh, we got takeout from Cheesecake Factory. And I always get, they have this really good breakfast burrito there, but it has chorizo in it. So I just always have them leave the chorizo out. And apparently from between now and the last time I ordered it, they added bacon to that as well. Ooh, <laughs> so I got home yeah, and I'm yeah. like, oh, cool. <laughs> like pulling pieces and strips of bacon out of my breakfast burrito so I can have kind of a bacony flavored breakfast burrito. It was it was not just, optimal. Just FYI, you should pick up some of the Morning Farms Treeso. It is very good. You know what's better? The Treeso from Trader Joe's. Possibly. <laughs> Never had it. It's very good. Anyway, that's enough vegetarian food. All right, next question from Weapaman. He wants to know, what goodie would make you buy the collector's edition of a game? No. I like the... Yeah, I like the example that he gets. It's like a working batarang. Like, Eddie knows me well enough to know that, like, a statue's not going to get me to pay $125 for, you know, a game. I'm I'm definitely not Adam. So, uh, what do you guys think? What, what would make you buy the collector's edition of a video game? I kind of think they should just give you a Funko Pop of the character. Absolutely. Like, if I could pay an extra, <laughs> like, five bucks and it just came with a Funko Pop, I would yeah. be down for that. Because then all my collectibles would look the same. Yeah, that's a good idea. What did you say, Call? That's what I need. More Funko Pops. More Funko. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. You're going to love... The, the next question is going to be like you trying to choose your favorite child. Um, it's a real Sophie's choice. <laughs> I I would say the the only the only special edition of a game I've actually ever almost bought was the inside one um, where you got the <laughs> huddle. Um, if it hadn't been 150... Like, I... I don't want to say I tried to talk my wife into letting me get it, but like you felt it out. I felt out. Like I'm like, what would you think if I bought a hundred and fifty dollar like huddle statue that is made by the same people that make some sort of sex toy? And she's like, what would we do with it? I'm like, display it. She's like, what does it look like? And I showed her, and that was kind of that's kind of where that discussion ended. (laughs) So, um, I. I don't want statues. I'm not. I'm not into that. I like a steel book doesn't really excite me. I rarely want like the deluxe or super deluxe or R.I.P. Kobe Bryant version of a game. So I don't know. I just enjoy that. Like it's not just like the NBA 2K or whatever that there would be other games that have the R.I.P. Kobe. Version I mean, of their let's games. be honest, Cole. If EA can figure out how to get a Kobe edition of FIFA 21, they're like Kobe is. If you buy the Super Supreme Deluxe Edition, Kobe is a playable character for Real Madrid. Like Ghost Recon. Like play as Kobe. Like 
tell me that that is not something that i mean so i actually meant to add it to the the list but i, I kind of ran out of time today uh madden 21 colin kaepernick's in that game kaepernick. like yeah, 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 Kaepernick is in that game. He is not. He does not play in the NFL. Yeah. He's a, like a free agent that you can draft onto your team. So try and convince me that they would not figure out a way to try and get Kobe into any of those things. Well, how try. much cooler would it be if you could just play Madden, but with just like anybody? Yeah, like, right. But see, like, that's what would get me to start playing sports games. If if like FIFA and Madden and and like, uh, do they make an NHL game anymore? Yeah, yeah. Like if they all had interchangeable characters. <laughs> would be great but not um, necessarily that they were good no. <laughs> like <laughs> i don't know what's his name uh i think steve nash is that who i want to say uh sure. like used to play for the phoenix suns i think yeah sure he uh he actually was a pretty good soccer player as i recall like he used to like go hang out with the la galaxy i want to say so you know there's some I, crossover. Just, I just want to play like as mugsy bow in yeah know, like some sort of NFL madden game. 21 <laughs> <laughs> he just gets mushed <laughs> just i just want I, I only want like professional soccer or like i don't know professional sports players that are under five five as an <laughs> entire team I want to play uh, like one of the PGA games. Like I don't know what Tiger Wood games are called now because I don't think they're the Tiger Woods they're games not, anymore. They're like PGA something. Yeah, like I want to play PGA Twenty One, but as like a linebacker, <laughs> it'd be great. Um, so what, I don't know. Is there anything that would convince you guys to buy a, a collector's edition? Because I, I don't know if there's think anything. I've ever bought a collector's edition. Yeah, I I know I haven't. Um, maybe by accident. I've um, got like the steel books occasionally, like. If I really like a game, I don't, it doesn't. Well, and I'll admit too, like I'm not one of those people that has like a lot of nostalgia around like owning or keeping games. Like the end of most console generations, like I get rid of my console and get rid of all the games on it too. Because even though I like every once in a while, like, oh yeah, I had that game. That'd be pretty cool. Like. I'm not ever going to break that out. I'm never ever going to set it up. I don't have enough HDMI ports to handle. Like, I, I enjoy that you think that those take HDMI Well, ports I mean, e that's what I'm saying. Even modern stuff. Like, I mean, I have a 360, but it's in a box somewhere. Like, I don't, it's, yeah. I don't keep that stuff. So, like, buying a fancier version of that thing that I'm not going to keep seems, seems kind of silly. And almost everything I buy is digital now anyway. So, um, it's all good. The Tony Hawk remaster you could get with a birdhouse skateboard deck which was pretty cool yeah like see that's cool and like I that's actually something that's like oh that's actually pretty cool but i don't think i have wall space for a skateboard deck well and that's kind of my thing too but. is like if, if they gave me something functional um like i would actually probably be way more likely to buy a game that came with like a special edition controller like like i don't right. want any of those wonder woman controllers but like if uh, the Sea like of the, Thieves controller, yeah, like if I could buy Sea of Thieves controller was awesome. It was super Pretty cool, sick. and like if I could get that because that's something I would actually use. I have that's enough. Right. Like <laughs> you, you crap. need another controller, Cliff. I don't need another controller, but I've got enough crap around my house already with all my pops and collectibles and stuff. I don't need more collectibles. Um, like I would like something that is functional. So I don't know. I don't, I don't know what the, exactly what that would be either, but. I don't know. Maybe special editions just aren't for me. That's okay. Uh, final question. Princess Mansocks, Hans, wants to know uh, what your favorite Funko pop figurine is. 
Colby has 200, 250? No, somewhere in there. Yeah. So it's like I said, this is this is Colby choosing his 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 baby. Well, Colby thinks. Do you have a favorite, Dylan? I probably like my Hammond one, also like, known as Wrecking Ball from Overwatch. Oh, very nice. Because it has, I mean, he has the big Wrecking Ball contraption, and there's a little hamster that sits in it. That's very cool. Pretty That's cool. very cool. I uh, I have a like a life size porg one yeah, that's pretty too. cool um, has your started leaning forward yet um you know it's actually packed right now it used to be at the office mm-hmm. and uh when they asked me not to come back um i took it <laughs> so it's actually in a box in my garage. hey cliff can you just not not come, come back, back? <laughs> that's that's how i remember it um i have a bunch of like kind of special ones that i bought um <laughs> like on the internet Near and dear to your heart yeah, well, like like ones that were like limited edition that are pretty cool. Like I have the the tiki birds from the tiki room at Disneyland that are pretty cool. Um, I have I have the entire set of um, both the Princess Bride and um, uh, man, what is the name of it? <laughs> it obviously means a lot to me. Um, it's based off a comic book. This is this is oh that of, helps. This is one of them. <laughs> Um, like I'm not looking at Twitter right now. Clearly. I can't remember the name of it. Anyway, they're they're really cool. Saga, I Saga. Think Thank you. I, it started with an S. So I just couldn't get there. I have all the Saga pops. Um, one of which is actually a ghost that has no lower body, so she's actually on a clear stand. So she just kind of hovers like two inches above her with her intestines hanging out. So that one's pretty cool. I don't know. What do you, what did you come up with, Call? I don't. I don't really know if I have like a favorite. I, I sounds I've like got... a cop out. Well, no, I've got like my uh, the the Cad Bane from Star Wars one. I really like. What's your most expensive pop? Do you know? Like, do you care about value? Do you track value? Like, at all? oh, that I, I thought you meant that I spent. Yeah, what, what's the most expensive you paid for? That's a good question. Um, probably the Doomsday one. I think from Superman versus Batman. I think it was mm-hmm. thing. What'd you pay for that? Uh, way less than it was. Uh, selling for at the time because I think it was like a $60 one and I got it for like 30 Yeah, I think I paid um, I'm going to say over 50 maybe as much as 70 for the the uh, Tiki Room ones. They were expensive. I will say that my favorite is my Bosque. Oh nice. One. Yeah, that one's a cool one. It was the first one I ever got. Oh really? And Bosque is awesome. Yeah, that's, that's fair. I cool. have a $250 Bosque figure. <laughs> It's nice to know that your retirement is entirely based on pops. Like I don't. Think oh no, that wasn't a that. pop one. That was. Uh, that was. Uh, oh, who makes those? Some fancy. Oh yeah, yeah. The... It's pretty awesome. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, all right. So that is our questions for this week. We're going to talk about a handful of cheap free games. There's not a lot. We're kind of in that mid mid month when they're not giving stuff away as much. Uh, Epic Game Store this week is Railway Empire, which. Seems like something that I would put 75 hours into for some reason. Yeah, so you create an elaborate and wide-ranging rail network, purchase over 40 different trains, model in extraordinary detail, and buy or build railway stations, factories, and attractions to keep your network ahead of the competition, which actually does not sound like the game I want to play. I think what I want to play is, like, build your own model railroad simulator. Like, if this had a sandbox mode where I could just, like, make trains go around yeah, and go... You know that there's a game that's called Tracks. It, it's not awful. good. I've yeah, played it. It wasn't it. bad. It's okay. On Game Pass? Yeah. It's all right. It's not bad. 
I didn't. It was it was okay. Uh, the other game that is coming out this month is actually a game I really enjoyed. I played it at PAX 2017, probably. It's called Where the Water Tastes Like Wine. It is a narrative adventure game about traveling, sharing stories, and surviving manifest destiny. Players wander across a folkloric depression era United States at their own pace, meeting stranger with their own stories to tell. It was. It had the coolest PAX like booth I've ever been to. It was huge, like massive, uh, like. For an indie game, having like a 20 by 20 space is very big. Um, it's developed by um, one of the guys who worked on Bioshock 2, and he also uh, was one of the developers on Gone Home. And so he like kind of made his indie money on Gone Home and then left them to to make Where the Water Tastes Like Wine. It's a very cool game that has some really cool writers. Like the writers are like he got a bunch of different cool like indie twitter internet folk to write for it um and the game tanked like it did not sell any copies (laughs) um he literally the guy who made it moved from uh i think he lived in like the bay area and like moved to albuquerque just so like his remaining money would go further (laughs) it's kind of a bummer really cool game though that i really enjoyed so check out where the water tastes like wine uh i think it actually has free dlc as well i don't know if that is included with it but there's there's some good stuff do out you there. sing canned heat while you're playing it it's it's older than that like so the music like the music's in it really well, good. no i'm just saying do you sing canned yeah, heat absolutely absolutely okay. um the music's really good though it's got kind of a cool like 20s jazz soundtrack it's a cool game it's a real cool game uh besides that we've got go ahead colby Sideshow Collectibles made my boss figure. Yes, yes, yes and if, they did. if you'll look at chat, that is it. Perfect. I will look yeah, at I, chat. I, I, I think we should all stop right now. Just go silent for a few go minutes. Go look at chat. At look at my Bosque Sideshow Collectibles. <laughs> all right. This month, Humble Choice, which is the like Humble Bundle Monthly is what it used to be called. You can get uh, Golf with Friends, which is real cool. Uh, Generation Zero, which I don't know anything about. Forager, which Colby put 75 hours into. <laughs> 150 hours into uh vampire the masquerade fun with ragdolls the game um a game that the font is so awful i don't even know what it's called lethal league blaze maybe uh strange brigade which is a game that colby and i put a bunch of time into it was kind of kind of fun um do you remember that Uh, like yeah it's like that archaeology game where you fight zombies it feels kind of like it maybe was built on the yeah. like sniper engine it's, i it's remember a, that it's a weird game but it's kind of fun you like crank the difficulty way down it's a good time uh evil land ukulele and the impossible lair which um i feel recall i did not just say great things about uh catherine classic which is that kind of weird sexy looking role-playing game that apparently isn't as sexy as it looks no. uh <laughs> the shape-shifting detective and the occupation are in this month's humble choice i think you can that starts at like five bucks if you want to you, you don't get all of those but you get to pick handful of them so that is humble choice for this month the other one is the tropical humble totally tropico bundle which has a ton of tropico games in it if that is your jam i've never played any of these but i don't think there's anything wrong with trying to like role play as a dictator right no i mean i will be honest i think there are quite a few dictators that if they just played tropico instead of actually being dictators the world would probably be a better place and they would have less dictators yeah less dictators so give that a go um bolsonaro might have less COVID in him currently absolutely right so you can pay a buck and get tropico 3 and tropico reloaded uh like a little over eight you get a bunch of other ones and then the top tiers 12 gets you even more including tropico 5 so good stuff there and yeah tropico 5 so good stuff there uh again before we wrap up just want to shout out again 
again, our eight, our episode 200 live stream coming up uh, this weekend. If you want to be on that, uh, check our Facebook or uh, come into our Discord. Uh, Extra Life, Colby, thank you for becoming a member You're of our welcome. Extra Life team. <laughs> I appreciate that. I thought, uh, I, I thought I did that literally like in the summer, like when they first announced it. Yeah. I remember signing up for it. And yeah. I just don't know if I maybe didn't finish or... I'll be honest, man. Like, all the Extra Lives kind of blend together at some point. I don't know. We're going to make a big deal out of it. It's fun. Our goal as a team this year is $5,500, which is probably highly aggressive. But I don't know. I was thinking that maybe me, Colby, and Hans could all shave our heads if uh, if we make that. I think it'll be... <laughs> and Dylan's going to dye his beard blue. I don't know if that's going to happen. But... Dylan... It's a good idea. It's a good idea. <laughs> my kid was like, I want my hair to be pink, blue, and some other color. And we're like, well, we can do that. Do you want to? She's like, no. <laughs> I could dye my goatee blue, um, and then I'd probably just shave it off like two days later. And I'd look horrible for like two days. And Real roundness. Yeah, super. Like no chin at all. Like, um, like a, You could just squiggle some lines on and be Charlie Brown for a bit. Yep. Yep, exactly that. I look or a couple holes that just look like a bowling ball. So, yeah. yeah, it'd be fine. And then it would grow back, and it would be fine again. I could draw it on for a couple of days. It'd be it'd be all right. Anyway, check out uh, bitemepodcast.com slash extra life to join our team. Um, you can also donate to us. That link doesn't work right now, but think about that. Hang on to your money until then. Uh, if you would like to know more about uh, more about our podcast, you can go to bitemepodcast.com. Follow us on social media, facebook.com slash bitemepodcast, instagram.com slash bitemepodcast, twitter.com slash bitemepodcast. Uh, you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash bitemepodcast. Discord, bitemepodcast.com slash discord to join us there. <sighs> Anything else? Oh. <sighs> I'm hoping, like two weekends ago, Dylan, I'm very upset. The last podcast you were on, you said what you're about to say, and our recording software just screwed it up and did not record it, so it was not in the podcast. Like, it's That's probably our crap. first. It's probably our first podcast in 180, 190 podcasts where you did not say. I can see it's recording and confirm. Yep, we got three of them going. It's a good sign. Dude, that looks good. Where is it from? Beauty touches. Oh, man. I miss Culver's a lot. Had me some uh, uh, cheese curd. Cheese curds. They need to bring Culver's to Washington. Bye, bud. Do you have Zagsby's? I uh, don't think so. Mm. So I was going to say Zagsby's actually has cheese curds that I think are better than... Oh. Uh, Is that that place that's like Culver's but isn't? No, that's Freddy's. Mm. Yep, apparently there are... Three of them in Idaho, and that's the closest I can get to a Culver's. Idaho's pretty close. 
It, it is. I mean, not really, but. <laughs> it is adjacent. Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> it is five hours from here. See? That is, there you that go. is correct, yeah. It's not really a day trip, exactly. It's 100% uh, a day trip. Yeah. Interestingly enough, the the there's the most of them in Wisconsin, which isn't shocking, and then there's a hundred. You were gonna yeah. say that the weirdest thing. I'm like, oh, the no. place where they started, weird. Yeah, no. And then there's 121 in Illinois, but that well, and I guess there's 72 in Michigan. But then the next biggest state after that is Florida. Florida has 67 of them. Awesome, right? It's probably. Man, I've been so close to them. I didn't know. I should have gone. <laughs> yeah, there's a bunch of them, like right outside of Disney World. Oh well. What do you do? Culver's is fucking good, though. I miss that place. Uh. <sighs> Shall we get this party started? Show on the boat. So there's a game at 7.30. Woo! Oh, Jesus. How many... Are they going to do two games a week for the rest of the season? Mm, possibly. That's crazy. All right. <clears throat> Let us go. Actually, I need to do oh, Jesus. this. Sorry. I just want to rejigger my windows. You figure... This way I can see your beautiful face and my show newts. All right, cool. 